The Heroes Therapy Chair is the Heroes of the Storm podcast on the Anchor.fm platform. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to a new podcast. But we're <laughs> still trying to figure out what we want to call this thing. I think the pin that we put in it is the Heroes Therapy Couch or HTC, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I I think that's where it's end gonna end up, just mm-hmm. with all of the things that have happened in the Heroes world. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you know everyone's got their thing. Maybe the, this year we're we're taking on you know. You know, the Dear Abby, uh, <laughs> uh, Lucy, like I said in a previous uh, podcast. But we're not the Dear, we're, they're not the dear John. Right. <laughs> I'm Dr. Eldap. I'll be your host, Dr. Eldap. I'm by Dr. <laughs> D- Dr. Wenzeltron. <laughs> Dr. Wenzeltron. <laughs> Get your pillow ready and tell us all your mm-hmm. all your sorrows. <laughs> what, what, this is just asking for all of the dead game lol memes. <laughs> Well, you know, I think that that is, you know, that is part of uh, the morning. You know, when was it um, when uh, I was listening to Into the Into the Nexus last week, you know, Kyle Ferguson referred to the whole process of, um, you know, uh, what's it, bargaining? What do they call it? Yeah, uh, the, the four stages of grief, I think it is. Three, the four stages of grief, right? You know, yeah. Like the stages of grief. And he was going through the bargaining and, you know, uh, you know, and he was kind of, you know, he, He's right. I mean, there is a stage of gr- there is a you know a grief in the in the community right now. But then there's also this kind of like optimism and adventure spirit. I mean, there's a lot of people trying to make their own things build, now. Yeah, build their own league now. You know, so and it's five stages of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, anybody. I was super down for mm. a while. Um, some people say there's seven stages. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> the new model has shock in it. <laughs> the shock value. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was pretty down about it when it was first announced, and then going on Twitter was a terrible place for a while. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel better about it now. Uh, I'm still on the edge. Because of, we don't know what the new, you know, plan is really yet. So I'm yeah cautiously optimistic. I guess is the no. best way I can phrase it. Now you play other video games, right? Have you ever had a video game kind of like affect you? No, there's never been a game that I have played and felt. Um, the idea, the uh, close to is not the correct word, but like so connected to that I felt like I wanted to make content for it. Yeah, same here. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I've liked StarCraft, you know, when Uh StarCraft came out. And I knew, like, around 2012, 2013, maybe it was, like, 2014. Yeah. I know that it was on kind of the decline. Right. But I also knew that, like, you know, Legacy of the Void was coming out in 2015, 2016, right? So it's kind of like, you know, um, there's never been this kind of... uh, to us, at least to me, there's never been this kind of lack of like um, news and support, you know, mm-hmm. for the game, you know. And I think that, you know, because it's tied to a virtualized sport, you know, there's also that aspect of it. It would be like if the MLB closed or the NHL closed, or mm-hmm. you know, to some, you know, it would, at least to twenty thousand to thirty thousand viewers. But 
um, probably not on the same scale, I guess is best. Um, but it did affect people. And I think that Blizzard, you know, as not paradox says, they're not really good at delivering bad news. And, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like, you know, there's a, there's a, we talked about this last time we were, there's a market desperation here. You know, it seems like, you know, but I also think that as the community, we knew that this was not a very sustainable model, this, this HTC, but we felt it was being subsidized by the windfall of cash coming into Overwatch and all the other properties, right? That this was the love letter, you know, mm-hmm. that the team that was assigned to this was dedicated, you know, uh, was a group of people, but they were dedicated. And it, and in some counts, people have said that the game did make money. It was making money. It was quite profitable, but it's not Overwatch pro- profitable, you know. So, it's just I just per- personally what it felt like to me is mm-hmm. at least my view of it is that it wasn't, it didn't take anything by storm in the way Overwatch did. So the executives yeah. could care less, you know. Yeah, because like because executives are looking at what's what's capturing public interest, right? True. And yeah. when you have a saturated market with two mega competitors in the form of League of Legends and Dota, you got to really make a mark fast and hard to to pull people from those games. But the problem is, is that people already are. There's a certain format to both of those games that people weren't going to do. Um, be like accustomed to heroes basically because heroes is a completely different type of MOBA, right? Team brawler. Yeah. <laughs> then, and the people in those other MOBAs are going to look for the flash play Mickey carry type things that make you stand out, right? There's no such thing right. as that really in heroes. There are in some cases, but generally speaking, it doesn't exist. Well, and I think that, you know, Heroes did a really good job when it was first released, you know, to kind of change, you know, redefine it the way that they wanted to define it. You uh-huh. know, they, they took everything about MOBAs that was grindy or, you know, too long, and they kind of, yeah. you know, simplified that. And then, but what they didn't really focus on, in my opinion, was how to build a community out of it and, and that wasn't a professional scene. They didn't give the players the tools to create their clans and their, you know, their groups. And this game, because this requires teamwork more than the other MOBAs, yes. right? <laughs> they didn't give the tools necessary to bring the group people together until much later. Yeah. You know, they added voice chat last year, right? And even then, there, no one wants to use voice chat when they don't know the people. Because, you know, so, I mean, I think that they, you know, my hope is that they take that, that, that they, they understand they got a good model here. All they have to do is kind of add some game elements that people want and they might start drawing those people that don't want to play the long drawn out games that are League of Legends and Dota. You know, I think like, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, adding clans and um, a party finder will make the game better. I'm just saying that it's like these, like, they make all these minor adjustments to the uh, the heroes themselves to balance them. Mm-hmm. What about adding the modes that people really want? Like, people really want an armor mode, right? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a mode, <laughs> people, where, like a real mode some, where they just go balls to the walls. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so why not give it to them? You know, why, is it that difficult to add that mode in there and make it available? You know? Um, and then, you know, like, they're already combining the Hero League and Team League. I mean, all right, there's your rank mode. So you make room for these other modes that people really want. People want a quick match that is balanced and then there's other people that want a quick match that's just quick 
So figure that out and add it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you know, I get it. You know, I mean, it's, it's easier said on our end than it is to execute. (laughs) It's easier to be nitpicky, right? But we, you know, these are the themes that are constantly coming up. Now, Blizzard has been really responsive, but they've been reactionary, you know, too. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing about player-based matchmaking or performance-based matchmaking, it took up a huge amount of their development efforts, and it never led to anything. <laughs> so it's like, you know, yeah. And then, yeah. You know, yeah. She's, you know, I think, like I said, you know, I think Blizzard's kind of if if Ko Miller is going to, you know, or Ko whatever I forget his last name, if he's going to really lead this team and lead the and lead the, he's got to sit down and really get to the community. Uh, get get the community feedback mm-hmm. and 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 then you know take that to heart and he's taking things like you know buying skins you know which is good but that doesn't help you play the game better it doesn't create no. better teams and you know and obviously there's a there's a large group of people that want league play you know so figure yeah. out a way to add league play into the game you know like my Not friends because- always talked about who are from the league genre of things mm-hmm Spectator mode, they always said, would been is something that's weird that they don't have. Yeah. You know, just so you can watch yeah. your friends while you wait for a game to be done, things like that. Um, yeah. Just less punishing. Like, what feels like our big detriment right now, what it feels like, is if we play in Team League or something like that, it's too hard to stack the deck. It's, like, too hard to carry. Even with two to three people on your on your side, yeah, you know, and I don't I don't think it should feel that way because it, yeah. it, it just makes it leave a sour taste in your mouth because you guys could be firing on all cylinders as a three man, but then your team you know over pushes in a lane in a different lane, aka I'm talking about you, Nazebos, um, or they just don't read the play like you're expecting it to, because. You know, like, we were doing the double mage comp for a little while there, where we had the Orphea, Arthas, um, Kel'Thuzad, and Stukov, right? We were just obliterating teams. And we tried to do that a few times with, like, a three-man, where we would remove the Kel'Thuzad, and it just didn't work as easily, because we were not in sync as much. And that shouldn't be the case. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like I said, if they had a better group finder, you know, mm-hmm. party finder, you know, I mean, one that people, like, say you're looking for two DPS types that are going to be on comms. Like, yeah, like, your like a selectable role would, I think, is still be something on the wish list. I mean, so I think that, you know, there was discussion of that last year. Maybe there's a framework in place, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, but that's the thing is we're not being really transparent right now. So all we have is speculation. And then, yeah. like you said, we're a bit, we're a bit the we were we were we were in shock. We're in denial. We're a bit angry. We're, you know, and now we're trying to figure out where's the motivation. You know, are yeah. we depressed? You know, you know, and you know, like it sounds like you to you. You're saying, well, you know, I just haven't been as you know as as, as excited like we were to the week before. I think yeah. there was like there was like this exuberance going in the week. We were excited about the new. The new skins, the new play, you know. Yeah, that new uh, the new event with the toy boxes and things like that. Yeah. That was all fun. Yeah, and but and like you said, I mean, I love playing with you guys. I really yeah. do. I mean, yeah. 
but you know, I had a little bit more success playing in Hero League when you guys were you guys were kind of on a sabbatical a bit, you know. So mm-hmm. now I had was a few days off. I got back into Hero League, and I was you know my impression of Hero League prior to that was just too, the queues were too long. But what I kind of discovered when I was more patient was, yeah, the queues are long, but they're within five minutes usually, you know, and you get a pretty, you get a pretty balanced comp. Whereas uh, once in a while you're going to get bad, a couple of bad players. Don't play on the weekends, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I yeah, I can understand your. And for me, I guess I'm definitely not. I mean, I, I'm definitely interested in the game. I'm definitely want to see new things and I want to see where it's going and stuff like that. I'm definitely excited for the future. Yeah. But I'm also kind of like, well, you know, I want to play, if I'm not going to play with people like you and, and your friends, like I'm going to play Starcraft a little bit more, right. you know, I'm playing other games, you know, and I think that's, you know, and I think I'm going to stick to my rule of like three matches a night. You know, I'm not going to grind, you know. Yeah, I I, I think that's one of the things, too, is, like, if we're on a lose streak, don't keep forcing it. (laughs) Right, right. Just, you know, play something else. Yeah. Like, right now, it's kind of like finding my, as weird as to say, like, a fallback game. Because Mm -hmm. I'm just really worried that this is just going to peter out into nothing, Bill. And it kind of sucks. Well, the queues seem to be still pretty good, responsive. Quick match is responsive. Yeah. Team League's responsive. You know, Hero League's is a little bit longer, but it still it still works, you know. Right. But like you said, you know, I think going into the Team League, you know, it's just it's really detrimental if you have to rely on two people that are just not going to coordinate. And it's yeah. just frustrating. Well, there's a lot and of people, least... too, that there's a lot of preconceived notions, you know, bi- you know, biasing issues and things like that, where mm-hmm. when you have friends of yours and you're just like guys don't worry about it like you know the double mage idea that I was just outlining there's a lot of people in the community that will be like double mage is bad always forget it <laughs> but if you have just a leap of faith you, you, you might be able to get right <laughs> so it's, it's one of those weird scenarios um, other than that the hmm I don't really know. It hasn't felt as bad lately. That's for sure. I watched the, um, or part of, what is it called? Town Hall Heroes final episode. Yeah. I watched the end of it. It was very, it was quite depressing toward the end. But it was n- not depressing in the sense of, like, Heroes is dead kind of thing. It was more of, like, depressing in the sense that this is the show ending. Yeah. Because Solid Jake said he's already working on Bloodlust in other things. So. Well, there you go. I mean, something's coming out, you know, yeah. which is good, you know. And maybe that's a good thing. You know, like I said, we talked in the previous episode. This is a new opportunity for content cre- for new content creators, for people who, you know, want to, who find the game interesting and want to try. I mean, like, you know, they want to create some videos and stuff. And I am seeing an upswing on YouTube of new content out there from different oh, really? folks. There's just, you know, I mean, they're just not well names, right? Right, so, yeah. They're like me. I mean, <laughs> Except yeah. I haven't come out with a Heroes video in a while. <laughs> right. Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm down with, like, you know, just, you know, shooting shit and trying to get a, you know, try to figure out a good comp. When I listened to Into the Nexus last week, they talked about also... Because of the new meta, the new um, gameplay changes, the meta is a lot different now 
Um, and mm -hmm. heroes that are more successful, the ones you don't have to work as hard with. There's some heroes in order to make them successful, you have to be, you have to be more mechanically inclined, or you yeah. have to take builds. Like the one build they kind of talked about was Maev. Typically, people in Maev they take the Umbra Bind or the uh, the Q build. And he and Kyle's like, you know, the E build is just as viable. Does a lot of damage. Does good wave clear. Can clear camps. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be the hyper carry. And I started playing that a bit more. I was like, yeah, this actually is a pretty good uh, version of my because I had good wave clear. I go to team fights. I can take someone mm -hmm. out of a team fight. You know, just like an like an Ubrak, or I can create the you know the vault uh, warden's cage or. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, create the AOE environment that makes people, you know, mm -hmm. it's just as it's just as viable. And I was like, okay, yeah. And so I was kind of like trying to figure out, you know, one of the things they were talking about is there are a lot of talents in hot slogs that people don't take, and it's not it's because they don't know that they can take those and be more effective with them. And so sometimes there's these there's popular talents, but then there's talents with high win rates that are not as popular, and you might want to figure out what's to, how to make that yeah. work sometimes. so so is that me um it sounds yeah. like to me what you're describing is like a jack of all trade heroes and like yes it sounds like heroes kind of like sonia's johanna's um uh, one of the things the two, two things they pointed out last week that you know obviously we have um you know, when it comes to what's it, win rates, uh, we're still seeing Perbius obviously has a high mm -hmm. win rate, but doesn't have a lot of games played. Right. But it was like um, Gazla was showing a pretty high win rate. Um, believe it or not, uh, on some of the maps, I noticed that Rexar was showing high win rates. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> on um, certain maps. Yeah, so I was like, really? People are taking Rexar again. Maybe because there was some small balance changes. Um but if you look at the top heroes, like, you know, Arth Arthas, you know, number two win rate, 53%. I mean, we, we found out Arthas was the bomb yeah. before all this went down. And we were using him as a uh, main take. Gina, Rainer, you know, Malthiel, these are all just staples, right? You know, mm -hmm. Murky, Varian, you know, so I Well, I've never say Murky's a staple. Please don't do that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> But then Murky's kind of going to be the bruiser, right? You know, he's going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, if you get to level twenty, right? <laughs> but then you go to the bottom of the list, right? And you're looking at the heroes. So Imperius is obviously at the bottom. He needs some buffs, I think. Oh, really? He's at the bottom. Right? <laughs> he does a lot of damage, but he's he's right now at the bottom. I personally think he's fun. But it's only with Tass. two games. But look, Genji, Li Ming, you know, Avatar, Urel. Yeah, these are all bottom. You know. Yorel feels well, like she got sit, hit really hard after this yeah. uh, mana changes. She feels yeah. very gimped. Even noticed Nova's towards the bottom, you know, Muradin. Muradin's mm -hmm. you know, at 45.9%. Kramer. What? Jump Holy cow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's people because they don't know how to use his jump properly. Probably. So they get interrupted? Well, yeah. But one of the things they were talking about is something like Zay Zuljin. Zuljin can siege, uh, can siege forts, right? So Zuljin's got value now, whereas mm. he didn't have as much value before. So it's all about taking is it those. Is it because uh, his bow attack range is a little bit farther than the towers? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Gazlo is the same way. He can siege and not get punished. So, mm. so that's one of the things they've observed, you know, 
and that they were talking about. You know, I mean, you know, wave clear is important. You know, sieging, you know, sieging and offlane is important still. And, you know, the thing is then, you know, of course, team fights are important as well. Winning in the team fight, especially at the end. So taking those heroes that they spike at level 20, it's helpful too. So, you know. It's a new, it's a new era for us, you know, yeah. and we're still in the, and as Kyle likes to say, I'm always trying to figure out the puzzle, right? So mm-hmm. it's like new puzzle, but we don't have any, we don't, we don't have the box that was the HTC to kind of try to figure out what the puzzle pieces look like. I know. <laughs> right. As I said before, we're on our own, but like when I talked about that, the lull between HTC and the end of BlizzCon, mm-hmm. like we don't know. Like we, it's up to the community to figure out the meta, like via streaming, via other people. I mean, but tier lists are st- kind of stupid, anyways. Yeah, well, I will say that um, a couple things. I'm, you know, that we know that the Chinese, the the what's the China Gold series is still going to play out, and I know that um, Luron has been uh, updating his pro builds from that series i haven't had a chance to talk to him to see if he's going to take the what's it the heroes lounge uh division s if he's going to be important in, in porting those uh those matches and builds into his uh pro build site but that, sometimes that was a a place i would go to kind of get a build or get a kind of see what the pros are picking and why they're picking it um so uh yeah so there's that uh but right now, you know, but Loran's still, you know, he's posting his weekly, you know, tournament. He's switched it from HTC, and it's just a weekly esports discussion. And mm-hmm. he's also on Reddit uh, put together an esport calendar. So if you're looking to watch, you know, some organized play, there there are links to streams and tournaments and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah. So that's you know, I mean, like I said, you know, they're they're doing. Tetra was a. Uh, I think doing some um, casting of the uh, the gold series as well. I'm not nice. sure if he was doing it voluntarily or if he was actually, you know, like the, paid or yeah, or paid to do it. I didn't really get a chance to read into that, but um, obviously having an English you know person that speaks English and <laughs> can right, translate yeah. what's going on is helpful. You know, that's how Gilly uh, Gillyweed got started. She was casting a lot of the the HTC in China. Her her and Zoya. We're doing that. Oh wow! I did not know that. Before they before there was HTC, so I remember that. Yeah, you came into it beforehand. Before even I even knew, I I watched it during BlizzCon. Um, I was at the BlizzCon where uh, Cloud Nine won. (laughs) Oh really? That's cool. Yeah, I I remember watching that, and when Murky got picked, I was like, "No way!" (laughs) The crowd goes wild, and I was like, "Oh, so this is esports." I wish I knew more about it back then. Like, I wish I was more aware. Like, I wish I knew today what I knew. Me too. Oh, what I, knew now. I like just I started playing the game. Like, I probably just got the beta a couple of weeks before that or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember playing. I remember playing. What was it Sky Temple mm-hmm. at uh, BlizzCon? Oh wow! I was like, mm. So I want to rewind a little bit here, and I want to kind of talk about the reworks because we did. We kind of skipped over those because we didn't have a podcast the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. And just kind of talk about. I think we glazed over stitches a little bit more and didn't really talk about Sylvanas because we had had not had time to play her yet. Mm-hmm. So, final thoughts, things, and stuff. I like Sylvanas's new. I I mean, 
I've been somewhat successful playing Sylvanas now. Prior to the, the rework, I wasn't really good with Sylvanas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just the, the hero didn't click with me or I didn't put enough time to kind of figure her out. Mm-hmm. But now she feels, I feel like I can be effective with her, you know, as, you know, to go in team fights and, and also still push lanes and stuff. I mean, she can, she can merc really well now too. Before it took her a while to merc. Yeah, she feels nice she as, a, as a mercenary camp taker. Mm-hmm. And stitches is just you know stitches has always been kind of like my tank you know so I, I I haven't had a lot of time with playing stitches because I've been leveling other heroes like I was mm-hmm. leveling um, Malganus and stuff so I really haven't put the time on stitches but I still like playing with stitches I think he's really effective he feels um, way better his new talents they make him feel way less um, of a hook bot and you just press slam sometimes um, or on cooldown, rather. Um, the one thing I do enjoy a lot, too, is the... Um, what is it called? It's like the the new talents they built around Slam feel nice in his trait, because he gets wave clear. It's still pretty passive, and it's not like super efficient, but it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's interesting about him right now is all of his talents seem... For the most part, they seem like there's um, quite a lot of um, balance. Like level one, savor the flavor, patchwork creation, hunger for more. They all are in the 30s. Like uh, like savor the flavor is at 26.6% or 27%. That's but the other one. Two level one talents. Right? Yeah. So popularity wise, you know, they're about, you know, they're all about even, you know, in a That's sense. Kind like, of you know. Um, maybe a little bit, like maybe there's about 10% savor the flavors got a 10%, you know, uh, less than the other two. And the win rates are about the same across the board where patchwork creation has a little bit higher. I was going to say the level one with the 15% health buff is dumb. It's so good. So, I mean, but it's, you know, there's very, there's a lot of talent diversity there when it comes to level four, you know, serrated, uh, serrated edges or playtime seem to be the two go-to talents, but some people take uh chop chop, you know, I mean, that's where it, uh, hitting the enemy here within the area, uh, slam grants 50% increase mm-hmm. attack speed for five seconds. So if it's more of a bruiser, if you're looking for more uh more uh, auto attacks and i think that yeah. combines with the what is a tenderizer yes uh the auto text no maybe it's well it could be that yeah i mean you could be combining that to slow the target and then continuously uh wail on them yeah but also it could also be the uh, what's it uh cannibalize where hitting uh here's the basic attacks and the inner impact of the slam heal stitches so it's like a mm-hmm. self-system so it could be that too you know um, I think a lot of people like serrated edges because the percentage base health damage. You know, so. For the hook, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, level ten, you know. Once again, the heroics are rather even, you know. But uh, future Bile seeing a lot more, and I think people who play, you know, kind of uh, on unorganized play, they prefer the future Bile. I, I think Gorge requires, you know. Uh, specific maps and, and <laughs> specific map awareness. So I view you know, Gorge as like a one trick type thing. Yeah, it takes a hero out of the game. You know, I mean, which yeah, I think if you use it in that sense, but it's harder to use it that way. Yeah, but, you know, but I think like if I'm you know where I'm taking Gorge is like Towers of Doom, where I know 
I can hook and then walk behind a tower and kill someone. <laughs> yeah, so that's usually mm-hmm. that's usually my thing. Um, level thirteen, you know, once uh, it seems like the, the level thirteen, level sixteen is where it gets a little bit imbalanced, where lacerate and fishing hooks seem to be picked the most, and then digestive juices, gas fire at thirteen, or the kind of the uh, the more minor picks mm-hmm. were. Uh, what is it? Gas fire is like the oh, gas fire is like the um, uh, burning. Um, what do they call it? The AOE uh, damage. Oh, um, burning rage, right? Burning rage. Yeah, it's like the burning rage. Most of those, most of the burning rage talents are gone now, so it's hard. It, now we're never going to be able to say that unless you're like an OG. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what's that? Digestive juice. Yeah, digestive juice. Digestive juices is more of a. A bruiser build if you want to reduce the damages, you know, by enemy heroes. Uh, so I, I can see where that's that's usually sometimes. I think that that rolls some that 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 um, that type of ability is usually falling on to like supports now, you mm-hmm. know, like Anna's and Decker Keens and stuff. So I can see why that's not being picked. Um, was it level sixteen meat hook hitting an enemy hero with a hook heals stitches? You know. I think there's other talents that you can take earlier that would be more useful. That's why you're probably seeing a lot more fish hook, because right now his range on fish hook has been reduced. So I think people are looking for that extra range, um, or pulverizer, which all enemy hit by slams or slow, which is the original <clears throat> slam build uh, talent. Yeah. And then you know, level, level twenty, you know, it's pretty much once again, other than hungry, hungry stitches, which is the uh, you know the the complement to gorge, um, future bile. Second helping and stammering, uh, shambling horror are all kind of equal, but all of them have really good room. And the the thing about it is, all of them above six, around sixty percent. So, yeah. wow. and and stitches is around fifty percent win rate, but a, about a thirty percent popularity. So he's being picked quite a lot. He's not a really heavily mechanical tank, right? You know, he's pretty much. You 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 basically can push yourself in a position, and between the, the your backline and the other team, and and you're pretty much in, uh, an, an immovable object. <laughs> so now, given with uh, the new hero Imperius, that might be a little bit different. You know, we have like he's like a he's a different type of stitches, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he's his hook is where he kind of like he doesn't really hook you, he impales you, but then you know puts you in a situation. But then he can also kind of gorge you and, and take you a small distance, you know, mm. depending on how. Yeah. I think that yeah, but yeah, I mean over, overall, I think that both the reworks were very successful. I think the the team has achieved what they're looking for, and I think the community is quite happy with both of these heroes. Um, yeah, and actually tomorrow we, I am doing the hero discussion on Sylvanas. Nice. So, Perfect. When I looked, when I was, you know, I was looking for content out there. There wasn't a lot of uh, streamer content on YouTube other than not Paradox. So, I mean, there was a there was a video by Rich that I thought was you know a good gameplay. Nubcakes did two kind of PTR builds, but uh, he didn't really do anything since then. You know, or publish it. So. So really, not Paradox is kind of you know the only one that has like a uh, how to play Savannah, the new Savannah sound. So well, it's surprising. I would have expected more people to be on it a little bit more, at least the people you'd expect it to be. Yeah, and her win rate is what was it? 
look at specialists. Funny, it's funny that you still can sort by specialists. Well, well, they actually. They oh yeah, would you consider? Would, would I don't think she's classified as a specialist anymore either. With the change. siege, under hot slugs, it's siege. Right, I know I that, but I, don't, yeah. I still don't think she's. She's ranged assassin under yeah. uh, the new. That's what, that was my yes. point. Is that she doesn't feel as much of like split pushing, like like she feels much more because of the trait change. She feels better within the four man or three man, however you call it. Yeah, I think that. Well, if you're going W build, uh, to some degree with the stacking, yeah, mm -hmm. you do want to be with the team because it's you want to be you want to stack as many heroes as you yeah, can. Absolutely. If you, if you can't do that. Um, W build, then you go Q with the same kind of talents as W, and you can get the same effect. You just won't have, uh, uh, you won't keep, you won't spike. But you know, you see my hero damage right. when playing her. It's cra it's crazy. You know, it's. Um, she can trade into people too quite nicely, which is weird. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, I mean, and of course, if she's got enablers, healers, and you mm -hmm. know, shields and things like that, it makes her even more. If she can stay in the fight. You know, st stay longer than norm she normally does, because uh, she loses. Remember, she loses her escape if you take the build and not paradox. I'm mm -hmm. recommending because you're using that to actually uh, get your trait on everything. <laughs> so uh, right. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, I guess next up would be Imperious. I guess. Not sure. Uh, so well, so you know, the one thing Chaos OS did... Uh, like oh, yeah, his other, his other one first. The year so, review. Yeah, he did, like, the week of uh, last week, he did a year review, kind of talked about... He did a really good job of summarizing, you know, the entire year of Heroes, not hero releases, but also talking about um, how, like, uh, mobility became kind of uh, nerfed to some degree. So Heroes like Genji and uh, uh, Tracer, they, they were... Um, they saw significant uh, reworks and cha and balance changes to try to make them less less uh, toxic, um, but also that the, you know, the heroes like uh, uh, Medivh, uh, uh, Zul, uh, Ragnaros, you know, those heroes are also uh, Tronda, uh Rhaegar. These heroes got kind of like um, interesting buffs to some degree. So he did a really good job of like analyzing it so we stickied it for a few days you know for the new year and you know i think it's great to have he's still motivated to write articles um i didn't get a chance to read through it all um but uh you know he did and but he also doesn't steer away from the negative news as well and he kind of does talk about the the cost cutting and things like that yeah that so, was, i think it's important to, to note that he's not just a fanboy it's going to never yeah, I, I mean, it's an interesting summary. There's nine new heroes, one new map, three map reworks, 31 hero reworks. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, uh, both uh, big and small. Five. There were five events, um, a new PvE brawl, uh, voice chat, a variety of other UI and gameplay improvements. Um, so there, it was a pretty significant year, you know I mean? So are we going – I guess the fundamental question is, are we going to see the same or less? You know, when it I comes, I feel like it's an obvious <laughs> answer. But we don't know, right? It's like we don't know. We're hopeful, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. it's like, 
I mean, I even, like if, I said, like, I, even if we saw the same, yeah, it would be fine. I even personally like that. Yeah, I personally, like I said, I'd like to see about six new heroes this year. Um, seven would be ideal. You know, have t- like two majors at like uh, BlizzCon or something major. Um, I'd like to see another map, another Warcraft map. I mm-hmm. think there's, there's room for a Warcraft, another Warcraft map to make it kind of balanced. Also, since they've taken out um, uh, um, uh, what's it, the Haunted Mines. Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, take a look at the maps that are in there. If there's ones that need some reworking, like Black Arts Bay, mm-hmm. go ahead and you know kind of do a little bit there. And then when it comes to uh, hero reworks, the major ones, I think we have, we had twelve, right? So I I wouldn't mind seeing twelve to thirteen major hero hero reworks, and then you know continuously balance the other ones, and then maybe yeah. take a look at the the gameplay changes and and determine if are they are, are the lanes, you know, are, is the game being played the way um, it's intended now? Or could there be improvements to, like, uh, you know, to reward people for taking forts and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. without creating a snowball? That's the one thing that um, I was watching Cavalier Guest's uh, last stream for Heroes of the Storm, where he kind of, he, he's pretty, been pretty melodramatic lately. <laughs> he kind of said that when he talked to developers and said, listen, you know, uh, you know, people, the optimal play is not to go. You know, we talked about this last time, but the optimal play is not to go and take risks and to safely soak, right? He says, "Well, no one's." He said that the response from the Blizzard developer that he talked to about this was, "Well, no one's going to play like that." So, you know, and he he did he kind of took it. He became kind of offended by the fact that, you know, the optimal play and not not taking risks and safely soaking, yeah, um, till twenty. He took offense to that to some degree, and that's one of the one of the reasons why he's not motivated to play. You know that because of the optimal play is, you know, this and you know, yeah, you know, you could tell that it kind of affected his, you know, the response from the Blizzard developer. And you know, like I said, you know, it's a game. You know, it's not life. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're right. People are going to play the game unoptimally now. You know, maybe the pro team won't, but right. uh, you know. But this is how the blizzards kind of take it, you know. I mean, they want to make sure the game's not snowbally. They want to make sure it's, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, I think the, you know, the 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 point is, is though, is there are things in the game now. This this new balance change, the XP changes, the passive XP. Um, it's here, and it's 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 achieving the goals that they set out to achieve. Like, you know, it seems like every match I play now goes to level 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, there's going to be an optimal play, but I've never witnessed anyone just safely soaking either. So it's like, nope. I, mean, <laughs> I think people just say, hey, it's a team fight. Let's go, let's go fight. Let's go and fight. Right? Really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that urge to fight is still very much in the overarching community. Um, I'm okay with fighting as long as you soak. You know what I'm saying? Like well, as yeah. long as you don't soak, if you don't sacrifice soak for a team fight uh, early on, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other. I I think the overall initial first impressions of everyone being negative about the balance change yeah. was a little over dramatic. Because mm-hmm. after playing it and getting it, it didn't really feel like feel like a lot changed. 
you know? Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, re- well, upon reflection, when people talked about the ammo changes, you know, from the previous year, mm-hmm. to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes more sense, you know, having unlimited ammo, you know, but like I can then see from the perspective as, as someone who plays professionally, well, then there's no incentive to drain the tower and take take a risk, right? I didn't see it from that perspective, right? You know, I don't look at things like, you know, in that sense, you know, and but to me, like, you know, the fact the fact that towers always have ammo and that you can't, you know, to push them, it's dangerous. I thought that that was the risk itself. But, but then you also were rewarded because there was this XP gain you would get for taking down the towers and the fort, right? You know, mm-hmm. so there was some reward, but the optimal play was not to take risks, was just to safely soak your lane and rotate and, you know, force a rotation um, if you can. That, that And... I get what they're saying, but then again, you know, that's not how I play intuitively. So, and we, we talked about that before is like intuitively it's, I try to take the fort, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's another thing that says, you know, that's not the optimal play. You should really try to soak more, you know, rotate with the team. <laughs> um, but it was a good article, like I said, and, you know, we stickied it for a few days. It yeah. was, it was one of the more positive articles at the end of the year. So oh, that's good. I, I, I was getting really down about all the negativity around it. Like, I literally had to just stop playing, and there was a point where I was just not even logging onto my computer. I was just kind of playing uh, Switch games, because we got a Smash Ultimate for Christmas, yeah. and I got Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. Mm-hmm. And so I was reliving so, my childhood nostalgia for a while. It's probably a good place to go. Like, I was playing StarCraft, which is kind of like my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was kind of just doing... All that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I you know, I got a switch too. Um, after Christmas, my parents gave me some money, so I picked up a switch. Nice. Um, so just yeah, I have Smash Brothers too. So if you're yeah, really we gotta remind me to after after I'm done recording, I'm gonna go pick up my switch because it's a mobile platform, yeah. and I'm gonna go log in and <laughs> head you real fast. I have the I have the Diablo three <laughs> Immortal for a Switch. Actually, it's funny because like um, I really want to buy the games through the store, but the store games are more expensive than the cartridge ones. You know, that doesn't make any sense. That's so backwards. Yeah. So I got Diablo on sale. I got the tennis game, the mm-hmm. Mario tennis game on okay. sale, and I got and I got uh, they put Mario Kart on sale through the hmm. store. So I picked that. I downloaded that. So I have like you know about five or six games you know mm-hmm. um so yes yeah, so i you know i got a switch as well so hey I'm, i i don't play like i don't play pokemon type games or and I, I mean and i did get the online service so i do have the original like uh super mario and stuff so i'm fine mm-hmm. with those type of games I, the only other game i really think i want to get is like breath of the wild that was um, worth it my brother played that one and it's really cool yeah, I'm not sure if I want to own it or if I just want to like if or if I want to borrow a cartridge or some someone you know mm-hmm. just play through. So I don't know. I mean, uh, one of the things that kind of I was interesting about the um, Smash Brothers was there's already DLC. Like you know, it's it like there's you know you could buy this DLC pack for like five heroes for another twenty bucks or something. Like that. Yeah, I know that's it's kind of crazy that they already have that kind of stuff. Um. <clears throat> but I already started like looking at videos on YouTube. Like, there's a ton of videos for people Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, My brother was showing yeah. me some of like the the professional people since you play like mm-hmm. three days. Dude, it's crazy what these people know how to like figure out how to do already. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I did download uh, what was it? Um, 
uh, the one MOBA that's out right now, um, the oh. one that's by League of Legends, uh, by Riot or Riot owns League of Legends. Not League of Legends, but they have they have the they have the other MOBA. Oh really? And Smite's coming out, and Smite's coming out at the end of the month on Switch, mm. and you can buy a Founders Pack for that, um, which is thirty bucks, and you get all the heroes. But I think Smite's kind of in a maintenance mode now too, where you know they don't really produce many new heroes. It's kind of like it is what it is. Hmm. But they do have a pro scene, I think. So. And then um, I got a Warframe as well. Uh, I like the Warframe. I never played it on PC, so it's so grindy though. But I mean, if you're into that. Yeah. But it seems like it's kind of fun. Like, you know, you don't have to be totally committed you know, unless you want to be. So it's like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've, I played it and I didn't, it didn't hold my interest for too long. Yeah, I can understand. Um, like I said, you had something to sit on the couch. And then yeah. I got a, I got a overcooked too. For I've my heard life. that's really good. Yeah. So she likes to cook and, you know, she hates video games. So maybe I can figure out a way to <laughs> <laughs> sneak it in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's interesting is a lot of the other podcasts that have Switch accounts, they were publishing it online and stuff too. So, that's never know. We could, we could all just be switched to doing Smash Brother uh, podcasts. Even like though a negative pro. I feel like there's a billion of those right now. <laughs> Even negative pro is a big uh, Nintendo guy. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's fun. I don't. I don't know if I get. I don't know if I care enough to do it to that level. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I just want to have fun. I know. Um, so you want to talk about Imperius, huh? This new hero here is released this week. Unless we want to keep talking about nothing related to heroes for a while. <laughs> well, this is your therapy session. So. <laughs> well, well, Imperius has been out for about 24 hours in, in my clock right now. We played, yep. I think, three games of him. He seems a lot more fun. I was expecting to be... Uh, he feels very bruisery, like we had, like this video is not so, you know, shy away from. Yeah. Um, I think he, he feels good. I don't know. He doesn't. I'm going to be, I'm going to give, give you my honest opinion. I'm mm-hmm. not excited about him. No, it's, I wasn't really I that excited either. Yeah. I mean, like some of yours, they come out and you're like, like even the Savannahs and Stitches we work, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. But this Imperius, I'm like, I don't know. Just, eh. I mean, like even the model, you know, because everyone was pissed off about the wing size. <laughs> it's like, I just didn't even know the thing until I saw a thing on Reddit today. Or it was a Twitter, it was a Twitter post saying, Reddit, we won. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like, even anything. They just changed the size of his, you know, I guess the modeler went in and said, all right, we'll make them bigger. <laughs> the problem with his wings to me is like, you know, Malthiel, Tyrael, they have those wings that kind of, you know, kind of float and kind of mm-hmm. like move. You know, his are kind of like these static wings. You know, they're kind of like static. They call them like chicken wings or whatever. So. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, yeah. Like I said, I'm, you know, maybe it's, I haven't just really haven't kind of, really, it hasn't like, you know, resonated with me. You yeah. know, it's, when I leveled Phoenix, I had the same feeling. You know, I was playing Phoenix, I felt like a grind. I mean, mm-hmm. I was okay with him, but I just didn't like, I mean, like, I didn't really like the hero, the play style of the hero. I mean, yeah. I can play it. It just, doesn't it wasn't matter. Right. So, but maybe I, you know, maybe some time with playing him, like Balganus. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a tank 
major tank player, but I got into Malganis and could be effective with him. You know, and it's funny. I, I think was about Malganis, to say the exact opposite about Malganis. Really? <laughs> I don't. I think he's just a little meh. <laughs> I I like honestly don't understand why he gets first pick, first band all the time. Well, I think it's you know his engage, you know he, he his engagement, like his initiations are good. You know, it's like but that's, that's what you want. Group on him, like if you let yourself get stunned, he has a combo. It's so telegraphed. Yeah. Well, and then I'm he not sleeps saying, all. I, <laughs> and then, as soon as you think you got him, he's like, "Never mind, I'm a cloud of bats." And then he flies around you, and then you're like, "God damn it! Why did we even focus him in the first place?" Exactly, because you don't focus tanks in this game. Right. Well, <laughs> if you do, you're just going to be sitting there, you know, wasting all your, you know. You know. <laughs> My point. And, yeah, and he's got two. He's got two modes, right? He can take on the front line, right, and do percentage based health damage, mm-hmm. or he can go in the back line and disrupt the back line. So, I mean, for me, that seems pretty, pretty useful as a tank. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So. Imperious, it just feels like everything's a skill shot. <laughs> it's like, everything, everything is a skill shot except Z. And yeah. it's weird because yeah. even though he's definitely like, like at first when I saw the video, I thought he's going to be Artanis E like you mm-hmm. know. And in playing him, he feels more Arthas. I can see that. Yeah. And he's slow. What is Yeah, slow plotting and. Menacing, I guess, almost, which is funny to say yeah. as an angel type character. Yeah. Um, he's very telegraphed, obviously, with his Q. Some weird interactions with that because it's only at the very tip of the spear <laughs> um, that you get to <laughs> impale people. And yeah. you can change that distance of the impale. And it also can be used as a pseudo dash. But once you use your Q, you're basically stuck there. Yeah. And you kind of have to hope that your team's there. Yeah. Um, but his E... Guys. I, yeah, right, basically. It's like, hey, guys, could use some help now. But I do think yeah. his, his saving grace is that his E is quite interesting in the sense that it fires rapidly and heals mm-hmm. for a decent amount, and you can buff it. So it heals yeah. for more late game. Yeah. Um, I think if, if they didn't have things like that, I think he would feel very squishy and very in, unimpactful. Um, his trade is interesting for like a warrior bruiser type with the yeah. Because I when I first assumed how the trait was going to work from the trailer, is be that any ability you hit someone with, it would give you a stack of the the trait up to three. On that hero, right? So. The way I saw it would that be your E, since it procs a whole bunch of times in its duration, it would be able to stack up three hits very quickly. And then you could do like this cool weaving of your basic attacks around the abilities right. so that you get these like cool bursty crit autos. And that's not the case. Only it's basically one ability can only apply a mark at a time. Right. Not not a ability applies multiple marks, ability applies a singular mark no matter what. And it's like right. basically to hit a hero with all three of your abilities to get what would be ninety percent basic attack damage. Mm-hmm. Maximum. So, less interesting than it sounded. (laughs) The one thing about his Q is that environment. The environment um, doesn't get in the way of it, right? So, so you can see him. He's gonna if if played correctly. I think he's gonna play like behind stuff, 
he's going to be like kind of creating problems of vision. Yeah. And in attempts to try to get two to three people skewered, right? And then I think that's where maps like Towers of Doom, um, maybe even like um, uh, Brex's Holdout, you know, where you're con- you might be behind the uh, fort mm-hmm. to defend like a wave. He can be behind there, and if, if the enemy team gets too close, he can skewer them or he can use his ultimate and bring them behind the fort. So I see there's maps that he's going to be more strategic on. Um, he can do a lot of damage. You know, I mean, I think that's the other thing. Yeah. As a bruiser, he does do quite a lot of damage. Um, but, you know, it does put you a bit at risk, too. And, you know, and the thing about the Q is you can easily overshoot, right? I mean, it's I did like, it many times. Yeah. And that's one of the things <laughs> I immediately put, I, I recently put it on. So, like, that way you can, you know where the tip is. So you can walk a little bit forward or backward if you need to just to make sure you land the, the tip. Remember, guys, just the tip. Just the tip. And the <laughs> other thing about the tip is, right, so, like, the, the tip part of it, you know, it's about an inch or two long, right? Probably 1.5 inches. Um, that's all you need, right? <laughs> but uh, depending on where the heroes are in the in the tip, right, it depends on how far they get displaced, right? And that's, that's yeah, something Yeah, there's, like, some weird magnetity, magnetic stuff going on with when you stun them. Yeah. Or impale them, I guess. Because uh, right. I noticed that yesterday, like especially like bigger models like Diablo, like if they're hitting on the back, they get like displaced through Imperius and onto the spear. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Which, which to me sounds like something that they would they should fix because that's like squirrely. Because people are going to start anticipating weird like weird things rather than like what should be expected. I guess you know, expectation versus reality. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember. There's one other thing that I thought was interesting. His, I'm trying to think of any other quirks. The W feels wide, or no? Yeah, the W feels wider than it is. Or no? Yeah, the sorry, it's so yeah, it's wider than it looks when you use it. Because I was noticing like you can almost hit like an entire wave with it, and then do crit. Down the middle, obviously, which is interesting. I think another thing is, is how are you going to win with Imperius? You know, when you pick Imperius, how are you going to win with that hero? And I think it's one of the things I'm not sure. I mean, I think the one mm-hmm. thing is he's probably good against mages, right? Um, that are immobile, a Kalthazad, you know, the Gul'dans, anything that's going to stay. Um, kind of like far back he he's a good he, i think he does I, I agree with that and i think he's also very good against slow moving teams and like people with like long skirmishy fights that makes sense because he doesn't i don't think he does well against burst but he does well against slow poke damage because yeah, yeah the, he himself has a poke you know, which is because of the way the E yeah. works, and then because of the... So, kind of moving on to the ultimate discussion here. You got the Angelic Armaments, which is the large shield. And this shield is kind of massive. It's like 1,600 and something mm-hmm. at level 10. It's crazy. Um, so, you can like get, let yourself get to like a third, and then be like, And you thought I was going to die. 
now I'm not. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he, like, in those games when we played together, I mean, he was pretty low staying, you know, staying within the, you know, staying in the fight, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of like, he was pretty, because he has a lot of armor, you mm. know, if he takes his talents. I mean, I didn't even take the armor. I don't, well, no, I actually did take the armor um, at 13 and 16. And then I was kind of thinking about the other one. Um, kind of like a, he's almost, it's almost like a gorge thing in like the main tank ultimate where you like go to the back line, press your R button, pull the healer and drop him back onto your team. Almost like a pseudo throw or something like that. Um, I don't know how useful it is because it felt like when it was used, it didn't have a long enough travel t- like to do it. Whereas Gorge feels a lot longer. It was like every time it was used for on me, it was like, oh, I'm good. Like there's not enough time for him to get like behind a gate or something. That makes sense. I don't. I don't. And maybe that's just people not knowing exactly how to use it yet properly. Um, cooldown wise, the angelic armaments is only sixty seconds, which is kind of insane. Yeah, it is pretty insane for a heroic, for, especially as big of a shield it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does damage after. Yeah, and right? it's and it's a pseudo damage too. So if the shield lasts for five seconds, you can reactivate it, launching the swords. Uh, the ability itself casts very similar to Li Ming's magic missiles, coalescing to the single point. Um, that is insane <laughs> too. You can almost like one shot people if you hit them with all six of those swords. And then at level twenty, kind of skipping a few talent tiers here, but level twenty has like some of the most insane upgrades ever. Um, but if you pick Angelic Armaments and you go Heavenly Host to level 20 upgrade for that, nearby allies get a shield for at, for the tooltip says 600, but it scales for level. And then they, and then after, if the shield lasts for that three seconds, it'll fire the sword at a nearby enemy dealing 140. So, yeah. I mean, the damage part is just like icing on the cake, I'd call it. <laughs> yeah. But giving an entire team like... 600 shields is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a Lucio, like half Lucio, um, ultimate at all times. And then there's a few other gimmicky ones for level 20, like the uh, Valorous Pursuit. Activate when you have a brand on a target every 15 seconds. Mm. So you can... That's, that's, not, that's like the first enemy teleport ability. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because it's like a bright wing blink, but on an enemy. Um, he's got one of the... They've been flavoring all of the armor skills at level 20 for the... What what was it? Hardened Shield, I think, is the non-flavored version. Right. Um, so he gets a stopball built in with his, and he gains spell armor, though. Ah, that's interesting. We were just talking about how he doesn't deal with burst, and there's the spell armor. And then he yeah, I mean, if you're cool yeah, it's all situational. He's got a lot of situational talents at uh, yeah. four and sixteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've been going the. I've done both. I did molten touch for one or melting touch for one, and I did sovereign armor because fifty armor for two and a half seconds while using your E is just crazy. If you go heat of battle, which is at thirteen, and you gain twenty five percent more healing below fifty percent. I like the fact that Divine, uh, at 13, if you take Divine Rage, uh, you can reduce the, the cooldowns. It says by 0.25 seconds for heroes. But, you know, if you're in the middle of a bunch of heroes and 
theme kind of channels, right? It's like kind of like popping mm -hmm. off left and right. You could probably reduce it like to maybe two, three seconds. So I mean, uh, depending, you know, depending on how lucky you it get. It says, according to Math of the Storm, divine mm -hmm. rage drops, molten armors cool down as low as nine seconds. So it says uptime, improving uptime from twenty five percent to thirty three percent. Yeah. Which, you know, and it's a lot of healing. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. like, especially says, if you take the level 4 talent where uh, Battle Hunger, where it's heal for 82, mm -hmm. plus 4% per uh, health for every um, Valorous brand mark you consume. So you got Molten Armor. You, you're constantly sweeping in your auto attack. Mm -hmm. You know, you're basically you're just going to be – like you said, you were just sitting there just wailing and wailing people, and you're yeah. going to like, suffer health. So – you throw that plus your ultimate, which you know have more shields and you know. Yeah, like, and it yeah. felt like you could ba like certain. It's like certain ultimates you use, and if you use it too late, like uh, Arthas's uh, version, like the ghouls and stuff like that. If you use those abilities mm -hmm. too late, people, you get punished for it because you don't have a chance to heal yourself. Whereas, like, mm -hmm. because the shield is instantaneous, it feels like you can really punish people for like, oh, you just wasted all that time, and now I just bought time for my teammates to come in and you know either kill you or my healer is just going to save me and bring me back up to health or yeah. it's like or you wait for a cooldown like it gives it gives you enough time for your e to come back online and you able to just kind of lifesteal almost <laughs> the one thing they they said about uh imperius is that he's got pretty good pve um like lane clearing? well no well he can get a uh, good lane clearing with um uh Level uh, seven, uh, holy f uh, fever, 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 mm -hmm. fervor. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the active fervor. It's fervor, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I have that kind of because um, it what it is activate to cause the next four basic attacks to cleave for one hundred fifty seven percent damage plus four mm -hmm. per level of damage. One hundred fifty seven percent damage. Know. No, it's just flat damage. One hundred fifty seven damage. Yeah. <laughs> plus four percent per level. So I mean, oh, yeah, against you know, so in Battlefield of Eternity, he can be wailing away mm -hmm. on the Immortals. Um, you know, in uh, what's it? Uh, Infernal Shrines, he can mm -hmm. be taking out either the yeah the the you know the minions or the uh, the the John Cena, you know, yeah, uh, the protector. <laughs> I, I, so, I, I, mean, I personally feel like that's the more useful of all three of them mm -hmm. of that tier. Yeah. Because the cool thing is that, like, there's not, like, a a set duration. Like, you can mm -hmm. activate this early and then auto-attack, but it doesn't, it, like, you could stop auto-attacking and then still have three more autos afterwards. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the, the problem there, then, is your, the cooldown doesn't start until after the fourth basic attack finishes. So, it is what it is. But... I thought I thought that was cool, and then like as you were talking about it, it kind of triggered the idea of the uh, battle hunger, which is the healing for every mark you consume. If you have that, yeah. and you're like hitting multiple heroes with your E and stuff, you're just going to be healing for all of this crazy amount of damage. Uh, yeah, I remember in not not Paradox's video when he talked about battle hunger. He says that's probably a good talent to take against like someone like um, Urel. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know uh, taking. Uh, was it unsha uh, unshakable faith? The self cleanse. You take that, yeah, the self cleanse against any heroes that would root or stun you, like you know, Muradins and. I really like whatever. that he has the self cleanse. That's really cool. Yeah. It's so very, very 
Right. So that's where, and then he does partner well with Nuther. Um, I think he also, Lucio would also help him because he, he's rather slow. So Lucio can kind of give him this thing. Uh, Anna, Jaina, Ar- Arthas are good partners for him because of the slows. And so as, he can. As a funny aside, he has like a giant crown on his model. I didn't notice it for a while. <laughs> It doesn't change colors either. I really, <laughs> it's always I, look gray. <laughs> I really want it. I no, there's the original skin is gold. I have it open. Okay, really? Because yeah. it always seemed like they were and the gray hell, on the other one. The hell skin is 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 different too. Um, also, the hell skin, it's everything is mirrored. Okay. His, his spear is on the left, and he's looking to the left. Okay. It's very weird I will, that they did. That. I will say this: like, right I feel his. I feel his Gemoni skins are not as good as his standard skins. I mean, because they have the, the ones Iron that you Man can buy skins. with shards. Like, there's this Iron Man yeah. looking one that looks amazing. Yeah, like I said, the shard <laughs> ones are more uh, more interesting to me than the Gemoni ones. <laughs> so weird. Um, so, like, uh, I also want to see, see Ariel's crown. I want to see Ariel's crown on top of his crown right now. I, that's yeah. my like little pet peeve right now. <laughs> I don't know why that the. Um, are we missing any angels? I um, don't think so. Because Ariel was made up. Ariel was not in any of the Diablos, as far as I'm aware. No, I think she made a Diablo 3 appearance. Oh, did she? Yeah, in one of the vignettes. Mm, okay. As far as mm. I was aware, Imperius was like the last major one. I'm just trying to see if there's like a list of like the, mm. the TLDR, like how many angels... Are- yeah. Uh, All I know is they're getting closer and closer to having to bring Deathwing in the game. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pally Time can retire from making Heroes videos because he'll only play but Deathwing. <laughs> I didn't know that was his thing. Like I knew he liked him, but I, I thought he was like a Stitches main. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely is a Stitches main, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah. So the art, so the, the what's called the Angiris Council yeah. is Ariel Imperius uh, Ethereal I, with an or oh it, ethe- I I Ethereal yeah Ethereal mm-hmm. which is Archangel Archangel of Fate. Then there's Malthiel and Anterior. Mm-hmm. Then there's other or other other archangels um, that were mentioned. I guess. Uh, Hadriel, H A D R I E L, Anaris, Zul, and Yuris. So I think out of the uh, the main out of the council, we're just missing Ethereal. Yeah. Um, so he's like he's like the Yoda of angels. Uh, is he That's angel of fate? It's kind of it's what I'm kind of guessing. He's like the scholarly one. Is what you know? Yeah, he's lord. He's a lord keeper. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> Like, uh, Imperius is obviously, like, the angel of war. Yeah, he's, like, the head honcho angel that, you know, he's also rather uh, impulsive out of the angels. Too. Like, he's a he's an angel of action. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is funny. So, uh, I, don't, I really don't know much about lore. Like, when I saw Tyrell in the game, yeah. I felt like I knew something about Diablo, and now that they've added all these other angels, I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> Well, I, did, I would recommend. I did get the uh, what was 
Diablo has two books, and there's a third one, the Beast Trader just came out. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I got the Book of Cain and the Book of uh, there's the Book of Cain, which I think was the original mm-hmm. Diablo three book that came out, and then the supplemental book that came out afterwards, which is uh, the Book of Tyrael. You know, I got those. They're really nice. These the whole series that they did, uh, like the anthologies and stuff, mm-hmm. are really good. Um, I got the three Warcraft ones as well. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I saw the ones of Warcraft a little while ago when they were announcing them. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So yeah, I mean, you know, and Starcraft has something s- similar, but not. I think they should probably do something similar to the other two. But you know, they have like a manual. Or something it would be like so that. cool if they did a book of art for heroes. The the one thing I'll say is they need something. I mean, you know, every time I turn around, another hero is turned. You know, has changed uh, sides. You might say, <laughs> switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be their lure. Is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. who <do> they prefer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So anyway, I think I think that kind of covers everything that we had to say. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess the build I would go with with Imperius would be uh, consuming flame at level one. You know, it seems like the the having extra slows is always going to be good for landing cues. Yeah, I didn't even think about uh, that. It's very similar to, to uh, uh, what's his name? Varian's Q, yeah. Q quest. Uh, what's interesting about level four, right? So the talent that's marked for, what is it, uh, his Q, right, is actually affected by his W more. So, uh, let me go. Wait, which one? Um, I'm not looking at Chaos's article. I probably should. It's probably easier. <laughs> then, uh, what's it? Uh, level four, Bulwark of Flame, gives Imperius two charges of, uh, of sixty armor. Yeah. Um, block whenever he hits a hero. Which is interesting is like the I guess the the graphic of it at least on the app I'm using it's, it's, it was the it says the Q okay. yeah it has the Q of graphic oh, you know it's like, in game it's the W it is the W so yeah this guy I guess uh, hot's complete they didn't uh, it was a little confusing to me because it looked like it was all Q talent but, mm-hmm. yeah. no it's definitely not I'm I don't see if he updated this mm. no he didn't. <laughs> Yeah, to me, like, just looking at the talent trees, it looks like they tried to force a Q build. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like the Q, <laughs> they tried to, for, to force a Q build, especially at, like, 13 and 16, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a 1, 7, 13, 6. There's a, yeah, there's a talent yeah. for Q at every level except 4, 10, and 20. <laughs> so, I like level 7. It says, um, a flash of anger deals a bonus 160 damage around his celestial charge Ta- uh, targets, um, so it's like an AOE around the targets, mm-hmm. right? So if like they're all staying in the middle, and you land your if and you land your Q, you're going to do AOE damage, you know. And then it says, oh, wait, a minute. flesh of anger deals a bonus 160 damage around the celestial charge targets in a three millimeter range, right? a three M range, I guess meter, I guess meter within the game. Mm-hmm. If they had already been hit by a Solarian's flare, right? So you got a W first, then Q. What the heck? Yeah. Um, That's so convoluted. And the thing about the W is, you if you after you cast your Q, you cast your W. You can only you can cast your E, but you can't mm-hmm. cast your W. 
So I remember you're supposed to be weaving auto attacks in, so you can consume and do more damage. So it's just it's rather interesting how these you know that this Q build or you know work, and how you have to know these things. Um, but then, of course, if you're landing your cues and you're taking the Q talent, you could have a uh, every six seconds have a Q, you know, which I'm not. What's the mana on that? Uh, let's look at the mana consumption. I know that W consumes quite a lot of mana. So the Celestial Charge is 40 mana. Uh, Solarian's Flare is 60 mana. And then what's the um, Molten Armor is 50 mana. So I think, like, if you're constantly casting your Q, W, and E's, you're going to run out of mana pretty quick, especially wow. early in the match. So. so it seems like to me you should hold on to your, even though Q is the least amount of mana, you should hold on to your Qs until you know you're going to hit it. Yeah. Like, I, think gonna... the, I think the one saving grace that makes him, so the, the Q is really good in the sense that if you hit people, it stuns for one second, which I don't think there's really any one second stuns in the game left outside of ultimates. Um. But the problem, uh, but the trade-off is that you're held in place yeah. for that duration as well. So you're equally a target for a retaliation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you're if you're if you're not being, that's the thing about your team is they got to follow up behind you. Like mm -hmm. you, help, you can engage or you can slow and engage. You know, and then you help. You need teams that are going to be behind you, following you up. You know. Making sure they're not leaving you there <laughs> to die, but then again, you have a lot of utility too. Especially yeah. if you take, especially if you're taking the W build, you know, and you're taking a battle hunger, and uh, what's it, a uh, divine divine rage and a uh, uh, melting touch. You have you know you have the sustain there to stay in the fight long, and then of course you can use if you got your you know angelic armaments and uh heavily host, uh, you have a lot more uh, shields and, and damage. So you should be able to delete something. And, you know, since you should be trying to target the back line, you probably, you know, could should be able to take down the back line, you know, pretty quick, pretty mm -hmm. quickly. I mean, it all comes to the angle of attack that you take. I think you're going to, one of the things you're going to want to try to be, uh, you know, in the bushes and stuff and on your mount, so, but then you have to also take into consideration that you have this long spear, so you have to figure out what's the optimal range to do your engage. You know, um, so yeah. But then the W helps you slow the target. You know, the thing is, I can see a lot of people skewering tanks, which is not really what you should be. Uh, but it's really fun targeting. to skewer Diablo as an angel. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I like I like the build. Yeah, like I said, you know, I might try the W build. I might try on specific maps like uh, Battlefield of Eternity and Infernal Shrines to see what and see what he does. Um, I think that's pretty much what we wanted to talk about. I mean, there was the patch notes if you want to kind of run those. Yeah, if you want to you re reiterate them. Yeah, I mean. Um, Patch notes, patch notes, patch notes. Um, <laughs> I love the uh, orange. Improvements were made to the appearance of uh, Imperius's angelic wings. <laughs> <laughs> so Abathur did get a, uh, a health increase um, for his monstrosity. 
now, and that was for scaling purposes. It says that uh, we discovered an issue with involving monstrosity where the damage scaling was incorrect. To fix the uh, the bug, we would have to massively, massively increase his basic attack damage once it was fully stacked, I which is already fairly high. When I, when I first saw the, uh, the changes, I thought it was his slap attack <laughs> mm-hmm. being changed, yeah. not his monstrosity when I first read it. And I was like, why the hell are they... I'm like, does that affect how, like, his hat damage or something? Or, like... <laughs> I remember when Evolve, Evolve Monstrosity was nerfed. You know, because it was be, being able to push too much. Yeah, know, right. So it was getting too much value in the push. So, I don't know. I mean... Oh, yeah, I wonder when this bug uh, happened then. That's interesting. The only problem I have with this is it encourages people to take the Evolve Monstrosity and not... It already happened it. yesterday. We were yeah. playing with it. So I'm not really happy about this change in the sense I'd rather, I'd rather uh, Abathur show up for the team fight. <laughs> what, if, what, if an Ab- what if Abathur got a monstrosity as like a super locust? But he couldn't like, he would have to be in that lane and it would respawn in that lane. And all he could do is top hat it. Mm. Yeah. He would set think- like an, an internal timer. I think that uh, the dev said that uh, Abathur is on the the, sl- the slate to be reworked this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, it seems well. I don't know. Wanted. I mean, I I think the I think Abathur's obviously enables certain heroes. So I think he's definitely. But I think you need the you, you need the uh, the clone. You know, because yeah. I mean, if you can't win team fights, I think you need a certain level of game sense. It's really the yeah. thing. I mean, he can push your lanes and help you, but you still need a team fight. You know, yeah. I mean, I value him in the team fight. If not, if you don't show up to the team fight, then we're kind of we shouldn't team fight basically. Yeah. Unless we can guarantee we're down, we're gonna have you know four v four. Arthas gotta change the Cindergosa so that um, summonses don't get um, are get are not disabled by the uh, Cindergosa, uh, but they are slowed. So that, you know. That's a change, and then Diablo's uh, Soul Shield. Um, it, it says uh, the Soul Shield will now dynamically update if Diablo gains souls while the so, uh, spell armor is active. I guess it wasn't doing the update. Yeah. And then we did get um, uh, there's an announcement of two new mounts, right? So there's a mount that's immediately available in the um, mm-hmm. store, which is a Kodo with uh, kind of like a. The other coders are all like drab looking. This coder has got like a blue highlights that are kind of shiny, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. He's not and ten thousand the, either. No, he's like seventy, but he's still expensive. I mean, unless you're like me really and I have too much gold. I mean, I have enough gold. I picked <laughs> him up. You know, last week I don't know if you knew this. And I, you know, the doubloon for the uh, swarm was uh, one of the mounts. I picked oh, that really? up. I didn't know that's been now the original doubloon. Mount it was fifty thousand gold, if I remember correctly, and you got three mounts. Like you had one that was uh, Zerg, one that was Diallo, and I forget the third one. Yes, because um, I bought that. <laughs> so I got um, the Diablo one that was offered last year, uh, sometime, and then I got I got the Zerg one. So I don't have the third one, but the the Zerg one is, it, and I think it was ten thousand. It might have been seventy eight five hundred. Uh, the Zerg one was silver. So I don't. I think the one that you have is gold based, or looks like gold. Mm-hmm. You know? it's like the money pig, right? 
like I got a I got a money pig when it's green. I think the um, original money pig when it came out it was gold. Uh, Poop little coins. Oh, there's. I think I have a gold money pig. Maybe I don't. But I know they have like a. <clears throat> I know they have a pink one that I haven't been able to get. Yes, there's there's all three. There's a green. There's a pink. And there's a. I have the green uh, one. I want to say there's a third one. What the hell? Where are you, piggy? Classic. There's piggy. a website we can get. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm looking at my store right now. There's a third one. Oh no! Yeah, there's, there's the gold one. Oh, there's the pink, gold, and, and then the green. That's it. I have the green one. I don't think I have the gold or the pink. Yeah. It's funny. I have the gold rooster, but I don't have the. I don't have the. <laughs> I don't have the gold rooster either. The gold rooster was a gold sink from yeah. last year. So. I don't think I bought. Well, no, I do have that one because that's my variant one. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say. Yes. So as I, we have, Polly says the cock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> cock. Um, I do have to say though that out of any of the games that I've been playing lately, the effort that goes into the things that aren't actually part of the game, like all the announcers and the sprays and things like that and mounts, mm-hmm. there's a lot more high quality in these things than in any other game I've been playing lately. Yeah, and that's what yeah, you know, that's the thing about heroes. I think that people say versus uh, League and Dota. Now Dota, you know, it's a it's an original mod, right? And so that's crowdsourcing too. They use for a lot of their skin stuff. Yeah. Which you know, from a community standpoint, I'm good with that. I it's mean, I'm not trying. To... It's built off of Steam, so they have their own model that is right. very different. But the, like League, you know, not having that same pedigree, and and so the game that looks better but doesn't play better, I guess is. <laughs> Yeah, and no, like you totally. said, it's not even has anything to do with play. It's the ability to carry, you know, the ability to affect yeah. the game. Yeah, I, th- I think it's the ability for one person to feel like I'm the best here in this yeah. arena kind of thing. You know, it's kind of like that Marcus Aurelius, or not Marcus Aurelius, the gladiator thing is like, are you not entertained <laughs> thing? It feels like that, right? Like yeah. a little bit. It's like people need to feel like they matter. Otherwise, they're not going to stick around. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you said, you know, and uh, anyway, we've already kind of covered this stuff, so yeah. it's, it's kind of. Re- and then re- there's re- also re- there's another dog mount coming out uh, on the twenty second. Amazing. It has like a that has the cone of shame, and he yeah. has like looks like he's just got neutered or something on the back. <laughs> Does he really? I didn't look that like, detailed. <laughs> It has got like a square cut out of it, oh, like in boy. his like hip region, with a, like a bandage on it. Like, well, what happened? Did he like you know, <laughs> did he hip surgery? Did he get it by a car? Was like, oh no! Which is probably Lana's one of Lana's uh, creations. We gotta find out what the backstory is. <laughs> Speaking of cool things, Lana on her Twitter shared a like Vimeo video of all of her like top animations she did over 2018. It's, oh. pr- it's pretty cool. It's like really neat. I know she also shared on Twitter today that she would like to find a teammate that wouldn't that doesn't attack the tanks. <laughs> I know that's kind of why I brought up the the Mephisto argument earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. I was like, well, you know, you're part of the group that could probably educate the community about doing. That. <laughs> I know. Like, isn't that your job? Well, I think. Wow, we actually kept this podcast tame. We're only an hour and twenty two minutes. All right. <laughs> So do you want to do I'm your, good. Your so do you feel more motivated now after this? Do you feel better? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like working out, you know? You, mm-hmm. you, 
you feel like you're like, eh, I don't want to go. Like today, I actually was one of those days. It's like stay to work late. And I was like, well, if I go to the gym now, I might not make it back in time for the podcast. Still went to the gym. And I was like frustrated with work because I'm super busy mm-hmm. and everything like that. And then I like left and I'm like, hey, it was no big deal. And yeah, I, I went all to the, the stress out. <laughs> yeah, I, jo- I joined the YMCA yesterday. Um, I, I uh, During the break, I became aware that I had a blood clot again. Um, oh boy! Always been on me about it. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm turning 50 this year. So this is the, uh, and I also my blood sugar was out of a little bit out of control as well. So I'm holidays, also holidays, man. Out. They'll do that. Yeah, but it wasn't because of what I ate at the holidays. Actually, I was eating pretty well at the holidays. It was um, leading up to the holidays. My you know, my amount of uh, exercise was minimal. So mm. I mean, I did walk around at work, but you know, when you start developing. The, you know these things kind of cascade so yeah. um so yeah so uh you know i'm on some new medications i'm trying to keep my blood sugar below you know the normal range now i wasn't my doctor took me off a lot of the blood sugar medicine medicine because um, i was doing really well and just have a bad setback mm-hmm. but um so i joined the you know i've been doing pretty good be mindful eating and you know i, I like to swim that's kind of like my workout oh that's good yeah you know? so that's actually I'm a really good weight. starting point for people who are not used to moving yeah. At least a part of the the aged community, is, I yeah. guess I would call it, because you're able to. Uh, yeah, and I'm not like you know I'm not like morbidly obese. I'm no, like, yeah, you know, I'm just saying I'm for like, people who are who are limited in range of motion. Yeah, I mean, for my height, my BMI should be like 160, and I'm at 210. So, I mean, I definitely have room to lose 50 pounds. You know, mm-hmm. my wife actually lost 50 25 pounds this year. Start start well last year starting in March using nutrist or using Weight Watchers. I'm more of a just a carb counter, you know, yeah. kind of person. She she likes to have the the you know all the kind of the accoutrements. I'm kind of like yeah, I I can limit <laughs> what I eat. Yeah. The biggest thing is don't eat French fries, don't eat potatoes. Like yeah. I don't you know and it, watch it, the amount of bread you it's, eat. It's it's eating all of the things that are easy to eat but not good for you to eat. You know. Like going to McDonald's yeah. and having a fry and a Coke and. Well, if I go to McDonald's, what I would do is I would get the, a children's meal because even mm. even a children's meal probably would, um, be it would probably be the right amount of calories that you can eat. Um, I think there's a lot of substitutes at McDonald's now too. You don't have to get French fries if you don't want. You can say, "Give me a fruit cup or something." That's true. Yeah. So you don't if you want. I mean, I love French fries. I mean, and what you do is you reward yourself. Like if I eat pizza now, I'll only eat one slice of pizza, you know? And yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you, and it's like anything else, you know, you do, if you're moving and stuff, your body will eventually learn to burn the uh, carbs. But what I, my, I'm a type two diabetic, which means I'm insulin resist, uh, uh, resistant, yeah. you know, it means I'm producing insulin. I'm just not, uh, my body, the, the fat cells. Might be, yeah. So my hope is if I lose the weight, I become more insulin insulin sensitive again, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and hopefully, you know, the great thing about I work at an organization who uh, furthers health. Let's put it that way, um, promotes health. We aren't just a wacko. Uh, the class of drugs I used to have to take prior to to 2010, like when I had a blood clot before I had to take something called Coumadin, which is a rat poisoning. You know, it's you know, so you had to monitor your blood. Well, for accumulant levels when you were taking it just to make sure you didn't get to a toxic level. Um, you also have to be careful like what you eat. Um, 
and diabetes, you know, it's been pretty much before you get to insulin, it's usually managed with like a metformin type drug, which is normal diabetic. And that's been on the market forever. It's a cheap drug, but Mm -hmm. going forward, you know, I mean, if you're in situations where you can't, if you don't want to take insulin, there's a new class of drugs starting around 2010 that are still on, they're still on patents. So they're rather expensive um, uh, for both, you know, blood clots and diabetes now, which is, I feel pretty fortunate to live where I li- you know, live in the era that I live in now. Mm-hmm. You know? My dad is type two diabetic. He does extreme dieting to keep his, to try to, uh, the rebound dieting. You call it. Well, he's he, like, he, he adopt he, he does veganism, you know, where, mm-hmm. where, where, okay. where Um, but I still think he has issues with carbs, you know, because his blood sugar is still pretty, it still can eat kind of the yo-yos. So, um, you know, uh, and I, but I, I look at him and I, you know, he's retired for, you know, 20 years now. Um, but he's rather resistant to taking drugs, you know what I'm saying? Which is okay. I'm not, I'm not against not taking drugs, but I think, but for them, I think, you know, I have good insurance. So, you know, to me, like a month's Xeralto and a month's, uh, Javanix, which are the drugs I'm taking. Uh, not that we we should probably get a sponsorship for that. Um, <laughs> they're like fifty dollars a piece, right, for oh, a month, supply, which is like a cable bill. <laughs> yeah, those are expensive. I mean, those are right. that's some of the and, that's some of the money I spend on my supplement stuff. That yeah, I but like you know, in twenty in twenty twenty two, they might go half price because there'll be generic versions of it, right? Right, that's true. Uh, uh, but I'm waiting until twenty twenty two, so I got four or five years. Of but my dad, who's on Medicare, he'd probably pay five hundred dollars a month to be wow. on those types of medication. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, dieting exercise is definitely the prescription. And my dad, I'm, I, I've done this before, and I've done pretty well. So I'm mm-hmm. not. It's like if I could play Heroes of the Storm in level eighty characters, level fifteen or whatever I've done, I can pretty much, you know, I can, I have the the capability and the mindset. <laughs> yeah, to kind of control yourself. At least but the thing is, is putting. But the thing is putting limits, right? So here's a storm, you know, I was playing quite a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to, you know, stick to the format of three games. I mean, I might play a few more quick matches, you know, just to get like level heroes and get more familiar. Mm-hmm. But when it's ranked play, I'm going to stick to the three, three matches. <coughs> and if two, if we lose two in a row, I'll probably take a break. You know, and yeah. Play. So. Absolutely. And then, and then I have the, the other stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, so you got caught up on my my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, well, I got official official approval and um, announcement basically that I'll be finishing school in May, graduating right. to walk down the aisle, have Sweet. an empty diploma folder thingy, whatever the heck it's called. Uh, so f- six years running, basically, finally graduating with the bachelor's. Woohoo! Um, well, you also work part time too, right? I've worked full time so, the whole time. Yeah, and I, I did the same thing when I, you know, when I was your age. I worked full. I worked part time with thirty hours a week, and then I eventually went to full time. Yeah, I had no, I had no debt coming out of. I had like yeah. a small student loan debt of like ten grand or something like that that I paid off pretty quickly. Yeah, that's basically um, my plan is to kind of work and pay that loan debt off as soon as possible. I'm about half mm-hmm. of what it would have been like if I just went to school. It's like sixty. I would have been like so. I'm around thirty, roughly. But I and what I did was um, the first two years I went to community college, so yeah. I saved quite a lot of money 
you know, going to the 13th and 14th grade. So <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I got, and I did get an AA. So when I transferred to the state colleges, you know, I was able to transfer all my credits except for mm-hmm. the one. So I, I think kids today, they put in, you know, they definitely put themselves in risk with debt, you know, if yes. they feel that they, you know, they need to go to the most expensive schools, then you mm-hmm. don't finance at all because, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but then the ones that went to the trade schools also put themselves a lot of risk to learn, you know, some basic skills they could probably learn themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a weird thing. And my other podcast, Reading Curiosity, kind of talks about a lot of these things because, like, I yeah. talked to my group members that I had for my senior design project, and uh, they both went to community college and didn't get associate's degrees like I got, but still did the transfer degree. And they both agreed that their respective community college educations felt better than the for you university experience. Yeah, I think it's because community college is usually smaller classrooms. So yeah. you're so there's more engagement between the professor and the student whereas when you go to the university it's usually especially the level 102 classes you're in a lecture hall of like 200 students. Right, yeah. You're like very tour. impersonal. <laughs> yeah, I mean and I don't know, it's just you know, I mean, I get more connection watching YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, being like being done with school is great and all, and then you're never done though. No, I mean, <laughs> like I'm done. Like the way I see it is, I'm done formally, and yeah. now I get to do whatever I've already been doing via podcasts, via this, via books. Continually to read all the time. Um, I use Goodreads. I don't know if you've used that at all. Um, yeah. But I use Goodreads to track all the books I finished throughout a year. I've been using that since like 2016 now. And so last year, I set a goal to read like 12 books. And I blew that out of the water and finished like... No, no, wait. I think I set it to do like 24. And then I blew it out of the water with like 28. And so this year, I've decided to put it at 30. And try to challenge myself to read a lot of books <laughs> um and it's been a lot it of fun like, yeah this year like I, I would say the number of books i've read is diminished like i read um mm-hmm. uh uh what was it i read michael lewis's new book the fifth risk yeah um i'm more into like malcolm gladwell michael lewis types i don't really read a lot of fiction yeah i think what I do when I do read fiction, I read like maybe Starcraft fiction. You know, some of the books that come out for mm-hmm. Starcraft. Um, that's kind of like my fiction. I'm not a big like you know fantasy person. Yeah. Um, but also, I got like I had that. Um, what's it? Um, uh, what is that program? It's. Uh, You're like it's in here somewhere. <laughs> Masterclass. I took the masterclass, which was oh, okay. the where all the celebrities kind of give like a kind of lecture. Yep, and it's, exactly. It's what you're rather long. About. Oh but yeah, it's kind of yeah. But I found that to be really interesting this year. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, because the, they have a lot of the celebrity like Malcolm Gladwell, how he writes. You know, yeah, they have like, that courses kind of, on just about anything and everything, and they got like a whole bunch of people. It is a rather finite. Yeah, it is a finite number of courses. I mean, it's not, it's, it's they're adding more and more, but I would say it's less than 50. Yeah. And it's more like in the 30s, you know, but, you know, 
the point, but it, they have been kind of inspirational, you know, in the mm. sense that they talk about what inspired. They talk about their process and how it inspires them. And I think yeah. we talk about the practice. And I think. So yeah, that that reminds me of one thing. So that I just started actually this week because I didn't because I don't need anything else to do on my plate with everything else I do, um, but it's it's part of a new startup about kind of similar to Masterclass, but it's called Compete to Create and it's spearheaded by Michael Gervais and Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll mm-hmm. is the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, and Michael Gervais okay. is the high performance psychologist for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, and that makes sense. They both are kind of obsessed with performance and mastery and like what it takes to kind of compete in the arena so to speak like what makes a high performer a high performer kind of thing from a mindset perspective and so this course started this this week and so it'll be going on for the next eight weeks and you'll be watching videos doing interactive stuff kind of like the figuring out what what it means to be a high performer in your own life and also trying to generate new habits for yourself to be like sleeping better eating better you know, exercising better, all that kind of stuff. Mindfulness. A lot of the things we've talked about before that I've already been doing, but doing it in a, I guess, a more structured environment to try and... Cause so the reason I'm doing this is that this last semester of my classes is more or less checking boxes, which is mm-hmm. not great, but I don't care at this point because it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> basically, I'm, I'm done. And uh, I wanted to kind of end the semester with something that I think... I can use and take that forward uh, into the podcasting world, basically, and the real world at large. So, yeah, it's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think this year my goal is to become a better storyteller. Ooh, that's um, cool. Me and my friends are pretty obsessed with storytelling right now. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, but part of me, I want to learn the architecture story, you know. Um, you know, this podcasting is storytelling, you uh-huh. know, in in some ways. In some ways, it's interviewing, you know, and listening to people tell stories. Yes. So it's like, I think that in and of itself, I think, is something. I don't know if I'm a master. I, I don't think I've ever been, but I think I can be competent. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, you know, I don't want to be the best storyteller. I'm not trying to go Stephen King, but when we have a discussion, I want to. You know, I want to kind of maybe have some touch points, and then when I talk, I want to mm-hmm. talk with purpose, and you know, but also be interesting, right? Yes. I think that's the point. It is when you when you're storytelling, you know, depending on the type of story you tell, the guy the goal is to hold the person's interest, you know, yes. and if you can't hold the person's interest, um, uh, you know, you you're you're going to fail, <laughs> you know, and it, generally it's because of the way you kind of. You know your intonation and how you speak. What's interesting is like when I listen to like say Stephen Dubner with um, uh, Freakonomics, mm-hmm. they have a you know it's like I can be on a walk and I can be listening to that and I'm fully engaged. There's no dead air, right? There's yeah, it always, doesn't even feel always, like you're you're just like enwrapped in, in into it. Right. I mean, there's there's kind of this in high energy, this high narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I, I I don't think I can ever carry that kind of i'm not i'm not practiced nor will i ever yeah but i will you know like i said for what we talk about and stuff um try to find ways to tell interesting stories yes um or explain things and not come off as mansplaining but you know explain things from my perspective and try to be authentic i think like two of the better storytellers i've listened to recently is like asmongold you know very authentic guy very passionate guy about 
what he's what he he's very like this is who I am and this is what I know and this is what I think. But it's it's not like you should do what I do, you know. He but he comes off very authentic, you know, like not you know, and I wish that that's the kind of like storytelling I like is mm-hmm. like Gold. Although he's getting kind of repetitive, so I'm like, you know, but I mean, <laughs> he's going through a bit. He's going through a bit right now, and he's a popular. Yeah, and it was just a guy like World of Warcraft, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, another another good storyteller. I think sometimes is um, what is it? Uh, yeah, the Hearthstone player, um, disguised uh, Toast. Uh, he does a pretty good job telling story, you know, and he's rather. He's rather uh, kind of matter of fact, right? Mm-hmm. He's not like you know, he's not very dynamic, yeah, you know, in a sense. But you can tell a pretty interesting story. Or yeah, you know, I always find him rather like he explained how uh, Twitch uh, folks make their money, and it was very engaging, you know. And it was very, it it didn't seem scripted at all, you know. It seemed like he had his touch points. He was ready to talk about it, and he kind of just presented it. And I thought that was kind of good too, you know. So that's the kind of storytelling I'm talking. Yep, I agree. Maybe, hopefully it's, this is hopefully this is the story. <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 honestly you're, it, the way you're explaining it is very much in in the same vein as many of the podcasts that I listen to myself, and uh, understanding the things are a process, and um, storytelling is one of those same things, and that's why I think the format of spoken word is something that people um, seem to be gravitating towards more and more um, because it's a completely different format that, mm-hmm. or it's a resurgence of an old format, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's very interesting and, like, on my end with my own, the other podcast, it's been nothing but up lately and it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, and we like, success. You know, yeah, and-, and we've redesigned the whole website and logo and everything in the last honestly two weeks and since then it's got even more credibility and they're just getting better and now it's just kind of continue just to have backlog of content to just find interesting people yeah i think people like to talk about themselves but they just don't realize it so if you're yeah that's, interv- that's also part of it <laughs> people have struggled they you know and then it's like it's part of therapy right you know you mm-hmm. sit down and say well what motivated you here? What, why did you think like this? Yes. You know, hopefully they can become a little bit prepared. Like you give them some. Oh yeah, I, them some I, 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 I have brain. I have a uh, little brain food snick, snippets of like questions that hopefully yeah. get your brain juices thinking about yeah. uh, this to get you in the mindset that this is not just an interview. This is a conversation with looking for interesting, you know, bits from yeah. it. <laughs> you yeah. know, going a level deeper or like the way I see it is. You know, there's like those top five or so questions that you get asked at like a dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, who are you? What do you do? And, you know, what's your, you know, what's the dog do or whatever? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's those five questions that everyone's asked and they roll their eyes and like, I don't want to answer those questions, right? My my mm-hmm. my search is to go down to like questions 18, 19, and 20 that people are like, wait, what? How did you find that question out? And I've actually gotten that before, where people are like, <laughs> "How did you come up oh, with yeah. that question?" <laughs> you know, one of my one of the icebreakers I like to ask people um, is, uh, you know, what's your what's your favorite song? What's your like theme song? Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, just in general, like you know, if you had a theme song, what would it be? You know, mm-hmm. kind of like I think that's a tell. You know, that 
the type of yeah, so some people yeah, don't have one. Yeah, so it's like you know, like, really you have no song like you know you can't just say like you know if you had a soundtrack to your life you wouldn't be playing in the background. I find that you know that's the the, the one about, that I I'd have to think about that one because as soon as you said it I was like what would it be? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it could be like yeah. You know, of course, I'd probably. That question, but if I don't, you know, that's one of the things. Yeah. I also said, like, you know, um, so what do you do? Like, you know, not so much who are you, but what do you do? What do you do? Mm -hmm. What are you passionate about? Like, do you have anything that are yeah, truly passionate about? One of the one of the best icebreakers that I heard recently is uh, what what right now excites you the most? Yeah. And that's a good one. I think in this the climate that we live in right now, there's that's that's. That's an interesting question. Yes. Yeah. You know, political climate that we live in, the social economic. I know climate. the government shut down. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I know. Agencies funded. <laughs> Ten technically, not all of the government, but. Yeah. People don't want to get old, and nor do they want to die. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I, there's a, there's a wide world out there of a lot of different things. So. And some for some reason people want walls too. I don't know. I that doesn't make any sense to me. In, to not to get, turn this into a tirade, <laughs> but yeah, that's. But some people want to tear down the you know, a professional organization and you know sell yeah. mobile games too. So you know, hey, right, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's got their wall. Right? <laughs> Everyone's got their limits or places where they want to draw lines in the sand, I guess, right? And that's mm -hmm. exactly what I try to avoid in most parts of the world <laughs> or most parts of discussion. Is imaginary yeah. boundaries. <laughs> in twenty eighteen, maybe twenty. It was probably in twenty eighteen that I became more aware that I care more about people than things. I care about myself. I think that was something. It was 2015, 2016 is how to care about myself and what my priorities are, mm -hmm. like like who I am. And we talked a little bit about this. In twenty eighteen, I realized I I like people. I, I care about people and and want to see people succeed. That's probably one of the reasons why I'm a Reddit administrator, you know, for here's the storm is, you know, I, I, it's not that I like the people there, you know, but I like the, and I thought that, you know, this is, this is one of the ways I can learn the game, but also one of the ways to encourage people that yeah. are in the attempt. So it's more for those types of folk, not the people who just want to say dead game all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, that makes what? sense. And what I discovered was also the mods themselves are really interesting people too. They're very engaged. Um, I bet they're also, but they're also a little bit, you know, tired. You know, and they're really? the, the one, well, one mod is the Diablo mod. I think he's a bit depleted. You know, I mean, and you know, some of the mods are like we have a new new mod. Um, he's from the StarCraft. Uh, he's he's actually a mod of two places, I think. Mm. Um, he's like me, like back in. March, right, where I was constantly deleting and you know doing posts and stuff. He's kind of our new, yeah, the young dog. So he's been doing, yeah, a, yeah, good job of, yeah. So I haven't, I've been less moderating. I still do like a little bit per day, but, um, but you know, like I said, you know, that's what motivated me to become a mod. Yeah, I feel yeah. like um, if you. If you're so close to, like, what happens with, like, the Reddit community, because I feel like those communities are a magnet for negativity, yeah. that that becomes draining. You know, it's like a it's like a hard relationship, right? Or abusive relationship mm -hmm. in some ways. Like, you're like, you're literally like the, the windshield wiper for the shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to use a terrible analogy, but it, it's, I feel like it's apt. 
and you would know more than I do, but that's just the feeling I get, and that's kind of like, you know, I intentionally avoid most negativity and try to look at things from a personal level of like, what can yeah. you do about your life to make your your life and those around you better? Because that's really what we have control over, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't... I mean, I guess I became a mod around the time there, there was a lot of negativity, <laughs> but I think there was, um, you know, directed towards the developers. But the developers mm -hmm. responded with resilience. You know, they said, "No, let's give you, let's give you your time to ask us questions." And right. I felt like that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I do sometimes when like the one thing about the whole when we were really kind of not interested in getting a ton of posts about people's accounts being suspended or quitting the game. And I took kind of like I took the reins to try to make sure we had rules for that, and it kind of like there was a vocal uh, group of people that were rather um, outspoken on the you know, well, people should be allowed to say they've been suspended, you know, because this is the only avenue Blizzard has to make Blizzard aware that their system sucks. You know, I was like, well, yeah, but there's a way of going about it, you know. So, right. um, you know, that became a little bit kind of challenging because, but it also it made me tougher too because I had to respond to it to negativity, right, and in a positive way and encouraging. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just tell them go fuck off, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> I found I, I found different ways to engage my mind, but not take it personally either. And I think yeah. that's part about negativity is I think when you take it personally, you know. Uh, that's where you know you can be in like you said, Victor Frankel. You can be in a ne totally negative environment and still survive. You know, and sometimes you yeah. have to in order to, uh, you know, whether it's a place you have to work and you don't like, or you know, it's a place where you're forced to live because you know, you know, a government decided to become totalitarian. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, it is possible. Like you said, though, you know, do you need to? Is it? worth the effort remember we talked about strengths are you are you doing it to because you have strength or are you doing it just to white knuckle your way through something and i you know i don't think a being a moderator right now has been kind of a challenge but it was also kind of a welcome uh, yeah. distraction it was a way to organize things learn environment and things i'm learning about reddit now um, I'm trying to learn how to automate posts and development. So I'm taking it as a, a next step. It's less about the administration. It's more about uh, content management and mm -hmm. learning to develop, the, the develop like use uh, Python to do, uh, like with the Django frameworks to try to figure out ways to uh, automate posts and things like that. You That's know, cool. like my hero posts and stuff. Where Laurent, our resident developer, he's an expert in this stuff. That's what he does. He does websites and things for a living. Yeah, so, yeah. I haven't really kind of tackled him yet, but I know I can always probably just ask him questions. And so mm -hmm. it's kind of a cool thing. And, you know, I'm starting off small, like, you know, Hey, here's my hero. Well, the biggest thing I did this year was I transferred a lot of stuff out of, um, out of a web platform, content management platform into GitHub. So I'm using okay. GitHub now and visual studio, uh, code to author a lot of the posts. So, it's kind of like my first step in you know, tipping my toe, learning the frameworks for GitHub and, and mm -hmm. these tools. Uh, the next step will be then learning some Python and learning uh, Django as a web web framework for or developing a content management system to organize my posts and then make them. Nice. So anyway, yeah, so not to get off on tangents, but you know, <laughs> it, is, it is an interesting 
you know, it, there's more to it. If you if you just do ship post delete, you know, detail, you're eventually just going to get burnt out and yeah. negativity. But if you find ways to engage yourself, like doing the hero discussions, like it did take me like tonight was the first one I written, wrote in about three weeks, right? Three or four weeks since the break. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult. Like I was going to do one Tuesday and I said, um, you know what? I'm going to do this once a week. And the reason why is because I think there's a, uh, there's a guy named Newt. Uh, Gluinus, I think his name, or Gluinus. <laughs> he does a, he does the um, weekly uh, free rotation. So I gave him a spotlight on the as a uh, on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday for him his post, which you generally ge- generate about fifty upvotes. Um, so I gave his pl- you know his post the highlight, and I I'm going to talk to him more about maybe. I think you can put the hero discussion links in there, the previous ones, you know, because yeah. I think that on Tuesdays when people, you know, are looking for a free rotation, they might be looking for guides and video. Yeah, that'd That's be interesting. Yeah, I like that. So once again, finding ways to stay engaged and then, you know, encouraging people like Kenton, Chaos OS to write those articles, you know, being fans of them um, and making sure that they were, they, they know that we, the critical kitten uh, or KSOS uh, article tonight on um, Imperius. Well, he did all the legwork. I didn't have to go do all this analysis and stuff. I, I kind of have a couple builds I want to try now based on what he wrote. <laughs> you know, so him, not Paradox, you know, the whole cadre of uh, content creators make it easier for me to just play the game. Yeah. And that's what they're there for, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can appreciate I think we've officially. Extended the situation more than we probably should have. <laughs> we could probably yeah. cut some of it out if you wanted to, but either yeah, way, I'm good. people listen to us. You know, they 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 exercising hey, if, or if they can listen to shittier things, you know, all over the internet, they can listen to us for two hours talking about a game. <laughs> well, I think you know, my ultimate goal was to get you motivated again. I think that's what it subconsciously. I mean, I'm still play. Yeah. I'm still playing the game, and it's still part of the game yeah. I play more than any other game. It just, you know, when there's a, when there's an air of negativity, it happens to drag everything down around it. Yeah, and I think that was a thing that when we first started hanging out, you know, it was like there was kind of like a newness. There was kind of like you know, like you said, you know, you, you were thinking things, you were kind of more, you got a little bit more engaged, mm-hmm. and then I think your podcast also took off, right? Like you know, we yeah, started doing this well, podcast. I had finally. And, committed to the other podcast more yeah. afterwards and things like that just to like it's the, do weekly episodes basically not this no i'm not trying to take credit for anything no it wasn't it's it just, yeah. just it was around the same time that i was just like yeah i'm gonna do this now <laughs> and we had a similar interest we wanted to improve yeah. yours we wanted to do a podcast i wanted to talk about reddit and you know right what goes on there and maybe give a glimpse behind the curtain that you know we're, we're human beings in the back here we're not, <laughs> we're not automation you know? right yeah, yeah and you're we not just care. robots right and we do care and and when we do action it's because people show a lack of civility mm-hmm. or caring about it. so cool all right well we'll catch you next week possibly uh, mm-hmm. we'll t- we're gonna measure this we'll, we'll see how we're, we're motivated it's best if we are consistent but um we'll see Depends on what content's coming out, you know. Yeah. I, like with the, the reduced cadence, it might not be a need for a weekly podcast, but we'll see. Uh, into the nexus, into the nexus, and uh, what is it? Um, the Gank Bush Squad and the uh, Storm are all making it work every week, so maybe we can do that too. Yeah, this coming forward, it, 
we'll, we'll see how it goes, basically. But yep. yeah, I probably won't. Won't have too much delays. Bye, cool, cool, cool. everybody. <laughs> Bye. Catch you next week.